Do you want to wake up feeling like you're stepping into who you're meant to be, into the best possible version of you? What if I told you that the key to your best life, health, and happiness are all around you? You just have to find what works for you. I'm Hope Pujaza, and I believe that there isn't just one way to live a healthy and meaningful life, and that all you need is a little inspiration to make changes that last from the inside out. Each week, I'll be sharing tangible tips and inspirational interviews to help you on your journey. These are the steps to take to improve your life and live with purpose. This is Hopeful and Wholesome. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Today, we are talking about seed cycling. Um, I am talking about hormones all week. This is this is the hormone week. And so I wanted to hone in on seed cycling. Um, it, I feel like it's getting a little bit trendy, or maybe it's just one of those things that I'm just noticing it now. But it's something that um, I think as more and more women are kind of looking for more, you know, natural ways to manage their hormones, and more and more women are discovering the dangers of and side effects of birth control and all the things associated with, with birth control, that kind of thing that women are looking for more natural ways to really kind of, um, yeah, I guess balance is the right word, balance your hormones. <clears throat> and I think seed cycling is a great way to do this. And if you've never heard of seed cycling, then this episode is for you because I'm going to talk about the ins and outs and exactly what it is. So just to kind of give a kind of watered down overview, basically seed cycling is the practice of eating specific seeds to support key hormones in each phase of the menstrual cycle. So this is specifically geared towards women and the menstrual cycle. And I'll explain the whole thing and how it works in just a minute. But basically, the key seeds that you're looking for are flax seeds, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, and sesame seeds, raw and organic, the the, the good quality ones, ideally. So um, basically you're supporting the two main phases of your menstrual cycle. And this is the follicular phase and luteal phase to help promote the balance of, of a healthy balance of estrogen and progesterone levels within each phase. And it's a really good way to help kind of reduce PMS symptoms. It can help boost fertility, can help stimulate menstruation if it's absent. So if you suffer from amenorrhea, which is basically you don't have a menstrual cycle, um, and, and then just really all the symptom, symptoms that are associated with hormonal imbalances. And really, it can be used at any stage of a woman's life, and I'll explain that in just a minute. So those of you listening who are not menstruating, if you are menopausal, postmenopausal, it can, it can help benefit you as well. But it's especially beneficial for women who are coming off of hormonal birth control or you're struggling with kind of that, those post-birth control symptoms like acne, irregular periods, PMS, missing periods, or you, you just have that anyway. So I especially like to educate women who are dealing with like menstrual symptoms, like traditional menstrual symptoms. Now, for in order really and truly, in order for you to really understand seed cycling, you really have to understand the two main phases of your menstrual cycle. So the first is the follicular phase. This begins day one of your menstrual cycle, which is day one of bleeding, right? And it lasts until ovulation. It typically, typically, I'm using air quotes here, typically lasts around 14 days. The second phase is your luteal phase. This starts at ovulation and it it goes until your next the next time you start bleeding, right? So it's the last half. Your luteal phase can the length can vary 
again, I'm using your quotes here. Typically it's around 14 days. If you have a 28 day cycle, obviously you don't, it's going to vary just a little bit. When your hormone levels are balanced, when they are working in balance, your estrogen rises during the first half of your cycle. And then during your second half of your cycle, progesterone levels rise while estrogen falls, it declines. So in imbalance, like a, a really um, like substantial imbalance between estrogen and progesterone can contribute to your PMS symptoms. You get cramps, you get acne, you get those weird breakouts, your skin does weird things, um, lack of ovulation, irregular cycles, even like shortened luteal phases, right? So, so that's why we want to do as much as we can in terms of diet, lifestyle, and like today we're talking about seed cycling to really help balance out the estrogen and progesterone. Now, naturally, like I just mentioned and how kind of how your hormones shift around in your cycle, your estrogen and progesterone do move, right? They're going to fluctuate. It's impossible. It, that's just what our hormones do. We work women, we work on a 28 day cycle, duh, give or take. <laughs> so naturally, again, during the second half of your cycle, progesterone levels are going to fall or, or uh, sorry, progesterone levels are going to rise. Estrogen is going to fall naturally. It's when you have these huge fluctuations that you start to get the symptoms, right? And that's one of the things that seed cycling can help with. So seed cycling really helps give you specific nutrients to help um, balance. Some people say build your hormones. It just helps with healthy hormone levels. And it really is, it's really pretty simple you are incorporating one to two tablespoons of each of pumpkin and flax seeds daily during your follicular phase. Say that five times fast. And then once you ovulate, once you go into your luteal phase, you're incorporating sunflower seeds and sesame seeds. And I'll, I'll dive deeper into that. But um, basically, well, one of the things I do want to say this first and foremost, if you really want to be successful with the benefits of seed cycling, you have to track your cycle. So you're going to need to know when you're in what phase, right? And this is it. I'm not going to get too deep into that because that's a whole other conversation for another day. But actually, if you go back, I do have a couple episodes where we talk a little bit about tracking it. Um, but you do need to know what phase you're in because you need to know when to switch seeds. So again, just if you at least know like day one is the first day of bleeding, um, and if you're, you run on a 28 day cycle, day 14 is when you're going to switch. Right. So, um, and then if you want to track, if you want to do a better job of tracking, you can download, there's apps you can, there's, you know, taking your basal body temperature. There's a lot of ways you can do it, but you really do want to track. So, you know, which days to switch the seeds. So seed cycling is when you Google like studies and stuff, you're you're not really going to find a whole lot because honestly, most studies, <laughs> most studies, there has to be like, in order for people to do a study, typically, there has to be some sort of return on investment, right? For a company to really invest in research. And of course, in a perfect world, we'd have research studies on everything because we want to use these research studies to help, you know, benefit the human body and advance, you know, medicine and all the things. That's just not how it works, unfortunately. So there aren't a whole lot of studies specifically on seed cycling. Now, there are studies 
on the effects of flax seeds, specifically, especially flax seeds, which I'll get to in a minute. There are studies that talk about the benefits to estrogen levels, specifically about flax seeds and the phytoestrogen of flax seeds, which I'll talk about. But there's just not a whole lot of science to back this up because there's not a whole lot of science on this because, well, if I dare say, I think most people, you know, funding research studies on this would really rather you stay on birth control because that's where the money is. So yeah, I said it. So anyway, enough about that. My my point was like you can, you know, there are articles and all things you can read about seed cycling, but as far as like science backed things, there's not a whole lot. You can look at the science on each specific seed and the benefits of the seeds. That's kind of the extent of it. So um, so let's kind of dive deeper into this. So if you run on a 28 day cycle, and if you don't run on a 28 day cycle, I'll kind of tell you what to do from there, like how to um, gauge, like when to do what. But day one through 14 is your follicular phase. You're going to eat one to two tablespoons each of raw flax seeds and pumpkin seeds. Okay. For your ovulation through luteal phase, that's day 15 through 28, you're going to be doing one to two tablespoons each of raw sunflower and sesame seeds. So if you ovulate at a different time in your cycle, you're just going to kind of switch accordingly. So if you know, like, for example, if you know, you know, I don't ovulate until day uh, 18 or whatever, then you would just kind of adjust from there, right? So know this, that this is not a one-size-fits-all approach. You really have to know your body and you have to track your cycle. You have to know your cycle. So it's ideally you're going to be running on this 14 day cycle for each seed. But if you, again, if you know your cycle, you know, you run on, you know, 32 day cycle or 35 day, then just adjust from there. Now, if you happen to not have a period or you have irregular periods, you can, no, I'm about to get a little woo on you, but there is a lot of, um, a lot of, I'll just say literature in Eastern medicine and naturopathic medicine um, about how the moon cycles kind of go with your menstrual cycle. And so you can follow the phases of the moon as a general guideline. And really, it's just easy. Even if you're not like woo into the moon cycle and everything, it's really just easy because the moon, like a woman, funny enough, also runs in a 28-day cycle. So if you follow the phases of the moon, you at least have like a, um, like a rhythm to get yourself into, right? So for example, if you want to go like from the new moon to the full moon, that'd be 14 days. You'd go for, so that'd be day one to 14, the new moon to the full moon. You would eat your pumpkin seeds and flax seeds. And then day 15, 28, so you'd go be going from the full moon to the next new moon. You're going to eat sunflower seeds and sesame seeds. So you're just literally just changing it according to the moon. Um, if you are tracking your cycle, so, so do this, if you, you have an irregular period or for some people, if you don't ovulate, it's going to be hard to track your period because your basal body temperature is not going to change like it's supposed to. So I would just follow kind of the moon phases guidelines. If you don't know like when you're in what page or what page, what stage of your, of your cycle. Okay. So let's kind of dive deeper into why this works in each stage. So during the first half of your cycle, this is your follicular phase. Estrogen is the main hormone and it rises 
and spikes to trigger ovulation. This is what triggers ovulation to happen, which again, kind of goes back to like, if you don't ovulate, typically there's some estrogen issues, right? Estrogen, the spike in estrogen is to help that happen. Testosterone also rises prior to ovulation, which kind of gets you in the mood, right? This is why men are in the mood more often than women because they have naturally have higher levels of testosterone. So our body, our female bodies know when we need to be, uh, get ready for the baby making. And so our testosterone levels rise as well. So whether you want a baby or not, your biology is going to keep this cycle going. And this is, this is good. This is how it's supposed to be. This is what keeps balance in the body. So in the first phase, this follicular phase, you are looking at pumpkin seeds and flax seeds during this phase, right? So let's look at pumpkin seeds first. Zinc is a a nutrient that pumpkin seeds are just chock full of. Great source of zinc. Zinc actually helps support healthy testosterone levels. I don't know why I'm getting so tongue-tied today. Healthy testosterone levels. So um, there's actually some studies. And again, like I'm saying, there's like studies kind of like in and around different subjects within this area. But there are studies. Of course, they're about men because all the studies are about men. But there are studies about zinc. There are zinc uh, like protocols for men who have issues with testosterone, a lot of functional medicine doctors and, and even some doctors who are well-versed in nutrition will um, put them on kind of a zinc protocol, a zinc regimen men when their testosterone levels are low. So anyway, zinc helps support healthy testosterone levels and pumpkin seeds are chock full of zinc. They're also rich in antioxidants, which are very protective of, of all the parts of the bodies, but they're, you know, our ovaries, our eggs, reproductive system, all of those things. Now, pumpkin seeds are also a good source of tryptophan, which the body uses to make serotonin and melatonin, okay? Now, there is a study uh, in two, a study done in 2005, actually. So it was, it, it's a, um, from a neuroscience publication. They concluded that eating tryptophan-rich seeds, like pumpkin seeds, along with a carb, a carbohydrate was a benefit, was as beneficial as a pharmaceutical for the treatment of insomnia. Now, why am I talking about insomnia? (laughs) Because sleep, and you can go back and listen to a couple episodes of this podcast about sleep. Sleep has in a tremendous impact on your hormonal health. If you've ever had a hormonal imbalance, then you know just how crucial sleep can be and really just how 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 much sleep can be an issue with your hormones and you need sleep to help your body repair and to keep a healthy hormone balance and so you know when there's issues with sleep typically there's issues with cortisol with estrogen progesterone so this there is um there are evidence is not the word. There are uh, reports, accounts. I don't know how to say the word right because it's not like a real authentic study, but there are accounts of people who use seed cycling and they report a huge improvement in their sleep after a couple months of seed cycling. And a lot of it is because the pumpkin seeds are this great source of tryptophan. So it's helping with those good feel-good hormones, your serotonin, your melatonin levels. So Serotonin and melatonin are also, you know, hormones, right? And so it's it's really just a balancing of multiple hormones with the with just this the little pumpkin seed. Okay, so the other seed that you're eating during the follicular phase is flax seeds. Now, flax seeds are 
hands down the most widely studied lignin containing seed. And that's why I say there are studies about each of these seeds and how they work, not necessarily about like seed cycling in general. Now, probably because they're the highest concentration, flax seeds have some of the highest levels of lignin. So they are considered phytoestrogens, which means they have an estrogen-like effect in the body. Now, I feel like I need to do another episode about phytoestrogens because there's so much misinformation and misinterpretation um, of what that means. And I see, it drives me crazy. I see some uh, like dietitians, like registered dietitians, and I'm using air quotes here, like nutrition experts talk about phytoestrogens and how they're bad because soy is another one. And it just, they just get a bad rap again. This is a whole other like conversation, but really what it does, these phytoestrogens is they support healthy estrogen production. So they, flax seeds, specifically flax seeds, they are super unique. And the fact that they also contain lignans, which can help bind to excess estrogen and are a great way to push out excess estrogen, help balance estrogen without pushing you into estrogen dominance. And that's typically what's causing things like heavy periods, PMS, really bad cramps, all the terrible things that women associate with their period because we were told that it's just normal for you to have terrible PMS and cramps. So there is actual research that shows that flax seeds help in lengthening the luteal phase, improve ovulation, and reduce common PMS symptoms like breast pain and cramping. There are actual research studies to show that. It also shows that these lignans can be beneficial in improving your estrogen to progesterone balance, like the ratio between your estrogen and progesterone can help prevent heart disease and can even support healthy bones. So flax seeds are so beneficial to, to the human body in general, but especially to women. So because lignans in flax seeds, specifically in flax seeds, have been associated with a longer luteal phase. I mentioned that and I didn't explain it, so I want to back up. They're associated with longer luteal phase. That's the time from ovulation until the start of your next period. And so basically it's it's protecting your estrogen levels, right? It's protecting healthy estrogen levels. And they can also have been shown, this is Again, kind of one of those like roundabout <laughs> like benefits, but it's also shown to really help the gut microbiome and have protective effects against cancers, specifically female cancer cancers like breast cancer, which is obviously men get breast cancer too, but more common in women. So that is what's happening in with the seeds that are that you are consuming during the first half of your cycle during your follicular phase. So let's talk about the benefits of the other seeds for your luteal phase. So this is where you're going to, oh wait, I do want to say one other thing. Hold on. I do want to say one other thing. Um, pumpkin seeds and, well, flax and pumpkin seeds. I was going to say pumpkin, but it's both. Um, they're both also high in omega-3 fatty acids. Omega-3s promote healthy blood flow, which means, women, ladies, listening, <laughs> it means it's going to help us with our period, right? That's, we want healthy blood flow. So it's going to help, help with healthy blood flow to the uterus. Um, it increases progesterone secretion. It helps with healthy cell membranes. It helps lower inflammation um, and can can mean 
less PMS symptoms just from lowering inflammation, helping with healthy blood flow. Vitamin E is another really important nutrient that are in, well, they're in pumpkin seeds and flax seeds, both, yeah, they're in both. Um, I mean, actually, they're in all of them. They're in the sesame seeds and the sunflower seeds too. Vitamin E is is a really important nutrient in a lot of seeds and nuts, nuts and seeds. And um, this is really does help with healthy hormone production and follicle function. And there's research to back that up as well about the effects of vitamin E on hormone production and follicle function and helps with just healthy cycle. All right. So anyway, I wanted to make sure I I didn't leave out the omega-3 part. So let's look at seed cycling for your luteal phase. And ladies who are not menstruating right now, hang on because I am going to get to you too. So hang on, hang tight. Um, Okay, so sesame seeds and sunflower seeds are um, what we are consuming during the luteal phase, okay? Now, they are also rich in lignans, not as much as flax seeds. Flax seed is like the the lignin queen, but these also have them. Um, Sesame seeds specifically, there are some studies to show that it's beneficial through menopause and postmenopause. So again, that's why I say all of this can benefit you even if you're not menstruating, okay? Now, sesame seeds can also help lower inflammation. Lots of studies have showed sesame seeds to lower inflammation. They are um, heart healthy, so they protect your heart because they help lower inflammation. And specifically, most importantly, I think, they help support cholesterol metabolism. And that's how we support inflammation and keeping inflammation down is supporting healthy cholesterol metabolism. So, a little bit of a detour here. When you're looking at cholesterol, I, I find this is such a misconception, uh, I guess. Uh, it's just or misinformation. Maybe it's both. When you're looking at cholesterol, you go to the doctor. And I have firsthand experience of this because my husband for a while had high cholesterol. And it is, it's, there's a genetic component to it. But again, like I mentioned before, like, you know, we are, we are not ruled by our genetics, right? Our environment is what pulls the trigger. So yes, there are some, some things that are genetic, but we can, we have the opportunity to, you know, turn on and off those genes. Epigenetics is a real thing and we can help control what our genes do in our body. So cholesterol is one of those things that a lot of doctors, and I don't want to put all doctors into this realm, but a lot of doctors will say they chalk it up to to um, genetics, right? Like, oh, well, you know, it's, especially when you're young. And that was the thing. My husband was like, you know, 30 something. I don't remember what age it was when he went in and they're like, oh, your cholesterol is high. Oh, well, you're this young. It's just genetics. And immediately, immediately, not even any other conversation. It was like, oh, well, just, you know, you can get on a statin. And he comes home and tells you this. And I'm like, wait, no, no. like what is, you don't need to get on a statin at 31 or 32 years old, whatever it was. Like that's, that's insanity. No other conversation about anything else. Here's the thing. Here's the piece that's like the misconception or the misinformation or whatever. Cholesterol is a measure of inflammation in the body. All right. It's it's not about eating cholesterol. It's not a, it's not about that. It's about inflammation in the body. Cholesterol is a measure of inflammation. The plaque that builds up in your body is from inflammation. So how do we lower cholesterol, we lower inflammation. One of the first things I had my husband do, we did flaxseed. Literally, he did flaxseed. He did a scoop of flaxseed in his um, protein smoothie or protein shake, whatever, every day. He ate, he ate oats. He had some like heart healthy whole grains, more greens, more fruits and veggies. Literally, we just lowered inflammation. And guess what? His cholesterol went back to normal range. I'm not even kidding. No medicine, 
No, nothing else. We just help lower inflammation. So my point is these seeds that we're talking about, I was specifically talking about sesame seeds, but all of the seeds are important in that aspect. Help protect your heart because they help support cholesterol metabolism. That's what we want. So that's another, especially too, I mean, heart heart disease in women is, is rampant. So we need to protect our hearts, ladies. So um, the, the other piece of that is sex hormones are made from cholesterol. Cholesterol is like a parent hormone. So when we have healthy cholesterol levels, that means we have healthy hormone levels. And so we want to support healthy cholesterol metabolism. All right. Moving on to sunflower seeds. So sunflower seeds are the other seed they're eating during your luteal phase. Sunflower seeds are really high in iron, which can help support estrogen detox from your liver. Um, it supports healthy prostaglandin levels, it, which can reduce, uh, or, or and not which, and um, helps reduce period cramps. They're a good source of calcium which um, there are some studies, actual research studies, <laughs> to show that this can help reduce mood-related issues of PMS, having like, healthy levels of calcium. Vitamin E, of course, I talked about vitamin E a second ago. Vitamin E, sunflower seeds are especially high in vitamin C, vitamin E, not C, vitamin E. And um, vitamin E has been shown to have uh, protective effects against PMS. But again, I, I really think a lot of it comes down to just, it's like the antioxidant mineral or vitamin is vitamin E. It's, it's a good way to help with inflammation. So yeah. Now sesame seeds also contain lignans, just like we were talking about with flax seeds, and this can help block estrogen, excess estrogen, not all excess estrogen during the second half of your menstrual phase when, uh, or your menstrual cycle when estrogen progesterone rises. So this can help with just balancing out things so that your like symptoms leading up to your cycle aren't as severe. So there's so many benefits and there's other trace minerals involved too. There's selenium. This helps support estrogen detox in your liver. It helps, again, it's kind of one of those antioxidant vitamins that helps with inflammation um, help support like healthy uh, thyroid levels, which is also a hormone, which affects your other hormones. It, it's all related. So point being, there is a lot of research that backs up the benefits of each specific seed. And this is why seed cycling works. We don't have to have, honestly, this is what I think. I don't think we have to have the studies that puts it all together because we can see the proof is there. The proof is there because the science is talking about, it shows the, the, the undeniable benefits of these seeds, right? So that's why it works. Now, if you're cycling for menopause, I would encourage you to do what I was mentioning before about for ladies who don't have a period and just do it with the moon cycle, right? So from the new moon to the full moon would be your day one through 14. And that's going to be your pumpkin seeds and flax seeds. And then day 15 to 28, which is the full moon to the new back to the new moon is your sunflower seeds and sesame seeds. So again, it's obviously not going to help balance out like your cycle because you don't have one. But what it is doing is helping you keep healthy levels of estrogen and progesterone, which we know fall when we get into this menopause and post-menopause um, phase of life. So you can still reap the benefits, 100% reap, reap the benefits, even if, you're it, even if you're not menstruating. So I would encourage my menopausal and postmenopausal women 
to um to do it to, to do it and again you're not doing it according to your cycle but you're just doing according to the moon cycle and still reap the benefits now seed cycling has been shown to help with symptoms um like breast tenderness with painful periods now there are some other things you can add to like if you're pumpkin seeds especially are really high in magnesium which is a really important supplement uh or, or supplement a really important mineral for, well, for lots of things. There's, I have an episode about that. But um, the other thing I would say, if you do deal with like really painful periods or severe periods, I would also, I would totally 100% start seed cycling. And then would also add in magnesium and fish oil to help with um, like inflammation and like antioxidant, antioxidants and all of that. Um, so getting started, let's talk about that, how to get started. So I, I think the, the main question people ask when I talk about this, like, well, how do I do it? You're literally just eating the seeds. Now, you can just eat them like, you know, in your hand, like just, you know, pour them out of, out of a jar and eat them. But another good way to do it is, you know, adding it onto fresh fruit or toast, mix it into a smoothie. You can make your own, um, like, raw seed-based granola. Actually, you can also buy that. You can buy... Um, like raw seed-based granola that has all of those seeds in it. You can sprinkle them on salads. You can sprinkle them on um, baked goods. If you make your own energy bars or cookies or muffins or whatever, um, you can make a pesto. You can uh, make your own or buy like a raw seed butter, right? You can buy um, like tahini, raw tahini, which is it's just sesame seed butter, right? Uh, add it to your oatmeal. You could add it to your yogurt, sprinkle it on all the things. If you make um, smoothie bowls or um, like Buddha bowls or anything that sprinkle it on. So there's so many ways to do this. And it's really so easy because you're just doing one to two tablespoons of each, right? That's it. So the best way in my opinion, <laughs> to do this is to, and you can get, uh, now I'm like preaching Amazon because I get freaking everything on Amazon, but you can get raw organic seeds by like the pound, by like a three pound bag on Amazon. Stock up on the seeds. Um, if you're going to get ground flax, or no, let me back up. If you're going to get flax seeds, get the fresh flax seeds and ground it yourself. There are some light studies. There's not a whole lot of science on this, but it, to me, it makes sense. So I, I, I feel like it's legitimate enough to say that when you buy it already ground, it loses some of its potency when it's already ground. So I would buy the whole flax seed and just grind it up, get like a, you can get a coffee ground grinder or just put it in like a, um, like a food processor or something and just grind it all up yourself. Um, the best way to keep ground flax seed fresh is in the fridge. So it's going to last longer. It's not going to go rancid if you put it in the fridge. The other ones you can keep out for the most part, unless you've got like a whole, I mean, it usually lasts for a few months out. If it's going to be out longer than a few months and put it in the fridge, but grind it all yourself. And um, I would just stock up on the big bags, keep it in, you know, put it in little jars. You can even make a mix. Like here's your follicular phase mix. So you have your, your flax seeds and your pumpkin seeds. Maybe you have the ground flax seed. It's easier to eat that way. Chewing a whole, a whole flax seed is challenging. Um, so maybe, you know, have your ground flax seed and pumpkin seeds in one thing and you sprinkle that over, you know, your breakfast in the morning. And then you have your luteal phase mason jar where you have your sunflower seeds and sesame seeds. So whatever is easiest for you. Um, but that's a good, easy way to do it. Now, here's the thing. When you start seed cycling, 
make sure you give yourself some time. It's not going to, it's not going to work immediately. It's not a magic bullet. It's not a magic pill. It's not a magic fix. It can take up to three months for a lot of women to really notice an effect. Although I will say it is possible to have improvement after the first month. And I have had women who have done this for one month and they feel the difference. And especially I was mentioning sleep earlier, things like sleep, um, their skin, like just kind of random things start shifting. But I would give it up to three months before you write it off and you're like, this is crap. This doesn't work. So give it a few months. Um, and really and truly, I encourage you to make it like a lifelong practice. You don't have to be dogmatic with it. You don't have to be super, um, you know, hardcore with it. But if you can do it most days of the week throughout the month, you're going to reap the benefits, even if it's just, you know, a few days a week doing it a few days a week and, and cycling when you're supposed to cycle on and off the different seeds, you're going to reap the benefits. Um, it really is just a, a simple way to create balance in your hormones, to really take control of your hormones. You feel like you can't do anything to balance your hormones out. This is, this is like step number one you can do. It's so simple. You don't have to do anything else, but get some seeds. It's so simple. So I'd love to know your thoughts on this. I'd love to know if any of you listening have ever tried seed cycling. I'd love to know your experience with it. And I'd love to know your experience after you try it, especially um, if you're dealing with, uh, you know, really severe periods, PMS symptoms, or for my ladies who are menopausal and postmenopausal, where you think like, there's no hope for me bouncing out my hormones, try it out, see what happens. Let your estrogen progesterone levels really be supported by these seeds and see how you feel. I hope this is helpful. I encourage all of y'all to let's make this like a new year's thing. Hey, it's the beginning of the year. If you're listening to this right now, so let's make this a good way to kick off the year and start something new to help balance out your hormones, feel a little bit better and like really take control of things that you sometimes feel like you have no control over. Here is one way to do it. All right, y'all. I will talk to y'all later. See you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to Hopeful and Wholesome, y'all. If you found value in this week's episode, please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review to let me know what you thought. I'd love to know what you find useful in these episodes so I can know how to provide the most value I can to my listeners. And if you have topics you'd like to know more about, I'd love to hear those as well. So shoot me a message on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. It's at the Hope Pedraza, or you can visit my website, hopefulandwholesome.com. Thanks, y'all.